How you doing? I'm very good, thanks Ian. And here we are back um, on the couch for episode number 164. Look at that. There must be some special bingo call for that number. <laughs> you would think but so. I don't know it. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to talk so about what's are. happening in the world of broadcast and entertainment technology. In a broad number of fields, but we do tend to try and pigeonhole stuff into business, um, technology, content delivery. Bit of mobile action, portable devices and so on, uh, gaming, and the other category, which is always interesting. Always see, fun to see what curls out there. Um, right, so, what is happening in the world of business? Well, a couple of, a couple of things. We've got, uh, uh, so in the UK at the moment, we've got our... Uh, a bid by News International to take over the entirety of B Sky B, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, there's been, as you know, James, a fair amount of uh, media frenzy. I guess you'd have to say about the fact that uh, the News of the World newspaper, which is uh, a mainstay, was a mainstay of mm-hmm. News International uh, allegations of uh, phone hacking, uh, which has resulted mm-hmm. in News of the World falling on its sword. And uh, everyone taking a few steps back to decide whether or not News Corp is allowed to take over BSCOB altogether. Uh, yes, so I thought that was all sort of done. I didn't know what yeah, the... Yeah, um, it was. It was all pretty much, yeah, we'll give you the nod. But now Culture Secretary James, Jeremy Hunter said he'll take he'll take as long as he needs to reach a decision. So I think they're kind of taking a step <laughs> back now and going, hmm, okay, let's In the meantime, just, everyone's... I'm wondering, my, my parents, um, embarrassingly enough, get the news of the world. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering um, what they're going to get after this Sunday. I have to ask <laughs> Well, them. that's the thing. Big decision, you know. <laughs> The the the, uh, the Sun on Sunday dot co dot uk has been registered two days ago, so if you're following domain name registrations, you can tell what's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's probably it, I guess. Yeah, the Sun on Sunday that would make sense. Interesting. So um, same. Interesting that uh, I mean, media. Uh, we've been reporting for a while the fact that uh, newspapers have been on the decline, but this is quite a steep decline for a newspaper to go from uh, over two million readers to nothing in a week. So, uh, yeah. Well, I think the big issue here was probably the, the major advertisers who had long-term contracts with them bailed. Yeah. So uh, it's a bit like the Tiger Woods scenario. You know, once the advertisers and sponsors get off, um, the machine has to, to change direction. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's all over at that point. And, uh, um, yeah, so. and I mean, no, no words of Google there at all. This is all traditional advertising, mm. and uh, print media is still pretty strong. And obviously, it's uh, if, it, if the news of the world is or stroke was the best-selling newspaper uh, or Sunday newspaper maybe. Mm. Um, and I guess it, as you're right, it probably is the sun doesn't print on Sunday. So yep. uh, that's the way it is. But you know, interesting to see how, and I don't, I'm not sure this is, it's not, this isn't Twitter bringing the world down, is it? This is conventional journalism. Well, there's um, a bit of a rumor about or, that. Or with, uh, yeah. There was a bit of a Twitter campaign trying to get the advertisers of the news to, of the world to pull out. Uh, mm. Who knows? I mean, it's, it's a bit of both, I guess, but uh, certainly... Certainly a few different campaigns running there and, and quite a, a, an astonishing change. I mean, I guess in some ways, once you kill the newspaper, the problem goes away, right? So for, for News Corp, it's like, <laughs> what are you going to do now? What are you going to do? I must say, it's even made the news over here in the US. I think it's mainly you because go. you've got the Piers Morgan effect, where he's obviously over here, and mm. um, also um, you know other celebs who are mm-hmm. pitching out and saying that they, they made it all happen, so. But, Very uh, interesting. Yes. Uh, 
Uh, so in a mm. racing quickly along to uh, the technology category, James. Uh, so yeah. Emerge, is this the name of the company? Emerge Design have got a phone meets tablet device. Yeah. Did you, uh, if you look in the show notes, folks, you can see hopefully Ian's marked up the, at least the link to the site and there's some videos mm. on YouTube about this place. Interesting thing, little videos. Which and, is... Uh, well, what, what do you think, James? Yeah. Do you think multitasking on a phone tablet device kind of thing is... Are you really going to be doing two things at once with your device? What do you think? Um, well, I like the fact that the, I think the, the changeable screen form factor is probably the most exciting thing, mm. going from like a half-size screen to a double-size screen. Right, so it kind um, of folds open, and so you got, then you've got two Yeah, kind two of this, this, Yeah, basically it's an Android phone, but I guess it's got Android with some extra bits, so you've got the mm. two panes and you can have bookmarks in one, you can make mm. it full screen... I didn't. I still can't quite see how big the the sort of the bezel or bezel in mm-hmm. between is. So the the gap between the screens. But essentially, it folds and it seems to fold kind of back on itself as mm. well. So it's mm. basically glass both sides. And obviously, I haven't got hands on with this. I'm hoping to get hands on in a week or so, right? And uh, see how it actually is. But it looks like quite a good phone. And I guess you know now you certainly see these new phone designs coming out and you're thinking, yeah, my iPhone's a bit old. Certainly, I'm a, I'm a BlackBerry Torch guy, um, mm. mainly for corporate reasons, but that's a, it's a junky phone. I mean, it's certainly not something... You, 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 can, it, you can painfully look at the web and stuff like that, but it is, it is just a world of pain. So anything that makes that easier. And so unless... Uh, there's obviously ru- rumours about iPhone 5. Mm-hmm. Um, how... You know, what's that going to change. I think that there are quite a few problems with a, a foldable phone. Um, makes for a great promo video. Mm. Uh, but certainly, I looked on YouTube at the Armage Design kind of focus groups. They had some stuff mm. up there. Uh, and people did seem to like it. So, uh, mm. Interesting. And uh, we also got the, the Lytro Lightfield camera. And there was a bit, of, uh, a bit of a fuss about this. this is, so this is a camera that's capable of basically taking a, f- a photo at all focal lengths at the same time. Yes. So Within any one yeah. image, you can you can kind of like focus on a particular point. Well, you, yeah, and there's some. I don't know if you looked at the demos on the web. Yeah, um, it's very cool. There's some sort of HTML5 ones where you can just sort of touch where you want on a touch screen. You can sort of touch where yeah. you want it to focus. So essentially, as far as I can see, this thing has moved out of theoretical, where you can capture mm. all light and then decide what you're going to do with it later. Mm. Um, and obviously, I, I guess um, got good sort of military applications where if you're in a submarine or something, you can just pop up. No focusing, bang, snap. Yeah. Get, yeah. You know, take your your one second exposure or whatever it is, mm. uh, and then post process everything. Essentially, yeah. so you can decide, and apparently you can even change the point of view. So you can say, "Oh, damn! I took that photo, and there's a you know a tree growing out of the back of someone's head, and you can kind of move it to the left or right of it." <laughs> Fantastic! And you can and that, you can make it 3D and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, I guess it's it's come cool. into being by um, you know the fact that. Uh, you've got amazing processing power now on the mm. sort of on the on a fingernail, so you can put that in the camera, and you've got the the heavy lifting required to actually post process the pixels. And presumably, you need a massive image sensor as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, and be the other some sort kind of, of magic lens to be able to kind of capture all this at once, I guess. But well, maybe you don't need a lens. But I mean, it could be almost kind of lens free. And I guess mm. increasingly, lenses become quite an expensive bit of kit mm. on modern cameras because they're trying to get better zooms and less mm. distortion mm. stuff. But if you're just literally, I mean, it could almost be a pinhole camera, I suppose. 
Interesting, because um, all the information the actual, there, isn't it? Looking on the actual website, it's it's they don't actually show a picture of the device at all. So I presume it's at that stage where they've proven the technology. And here's some pictures we took with mm. it, uh, but they need. But to there's quite a few pictures. Even I was surprised, you know, underwater pictures and stuff like that. So yeah. clearly, it's not it's not the size of a bus. <laughs> yeah, presumably, but it may well be the size <laughs> of a suitcase. <laughs> but if I was putting money on it, I'd say it's going to cost more and take longer to come out than. Yeah, I think, I, think it's a, I think it's a fairly fairly. Uh, well-placed bet there, James. Yeah, and with uh, huge processing power comes large battery requirements. Ah, uh, good point. So, yes, that's true. Um, but very cool technology. So, I mean, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm... Take a look, everyone. Taking photos of things and uh, if you having to focus in advance and get it all right and set up the shot, but if you can just take a photo and then worry about it later, that's uh, that's going to be very cool. Um, yeah, and then clearly the, there's, the time to snap is going to be fast as well. So oh, I heard sure. about that at the, the tech shop here in um, mm. San Jose, which has just opened up. Have you heard of these tech shop things? No, what's that about? Um, basically, I think it's a North American fascination where right. everyone wants to fill their garage with junk or large <laughs> machine tools. Uh-huh. Um, but clearly not everyone can buy huge machine tools and stuff. Yeah. Um, or, or, you know, normally the... Uh, the WAF, the wife acceptance factor comes in and says, you ain't buying a lathe, you know, uh-huh. you need, <laughs> you know I need to get my hair done, that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. So, um, sorry, sorry, lady listeners, but, um, you know, we know, we know that the battle that goes on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've opened one in, in San Jose and Greg Papadopoulos, who's I think the ex-CEO of Sun, right. was speaking and he's got several investments, one of which is in Lytro. So he was saying, mm-hmm. oh, I've got this Lytro thing, take a look at it. It just came out of stealth, I think last week. Um, and a few other ventures, but he's one of these kind of typical Silicon Valley guys who's who's made his money and is now investing um, in other things. You know, yeah, exactly. Interesting things. And um, he was just talking about Tech Shop, which is very interesting because they basically have a couple of million dollars worth of kit in there that you can just join the club and use. So I've had a go oh, on that one. It's laser, laser, uh, epilogue laser cutters. Um, oh, that'd be fantastic. And uh, yeah, and they've even got you can cut a, a two meter by two meter blocks of concrete on a, a water cutter. Uh, and you can use I mean, it for, if you want it's huge. the other day <laughs> when I had a two meter by two meter block of concrete and I needed to cut it what was I going to do but now <laughs> <laughs> now, well you don't even think about it and that's the thing that mm. people have moved further and further away mm. from being able to make stuff I think we spoke in one of the previous episodes about mm. this guy who was as a uh, art project who was trying to make a toaster yeah, um, that's right. And and how and, we, and we, us people, are now so far away, so far, so far removed from manufacturing making and making stuff. and creating things. That, uh, yeah. yeah, so this, this tech shop thing is trying to cha- reverse that cool. balance from the industrial weather revolution where we moved mm. further away is to make it more accessible. So mm. you, know, you, you can pretty much make everything or anything. And they, they, you know, I went on a little tour and the guy said, you know, we, we've got people who are trying to compete for the X prize and that kind of stuff. Oh, wow. So... Um, very cool. Um, actually, talking of X prizes, mm-hmm. I don't know if I put it in the show notes, but uh, they put an, an X prize out for a um, tricorder from Star Trek. Oh, oh cool. awesome! So, what, what, um, you so able to analyze yourself or tell? Well, the the X prize, is, as you probably know, is um, thing where they they put up a typically it's like ten million dollars for someone mm-hmm. who can achieve a goal, and this is to someone to achieve in a handheld handheld phone, basically the ability to diagnose as well as or better than an, an expert panel of doctors what's wow. wrong with someone okay um is kind of very cool you know, that, and this is where you know they, they put money out there to get stuff done as opposed to relying on mm. sort of government or private mm, research, research funds so, or whatever, yeah. Or, yeah 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 cool so i'm going anyway, to do some hacking on we, the weekend and make myself a tricorder <laughs> yeah no, well i, I think someone, someone made the observation recently that uh 
tricorders on Star Trek, well, the functionality is really cool. They're looking a bit big and clunky. <laughs> you know, the see, uh, maybe it's the batteries. Uh, yeah. Right, content delivery, what's going on there? Yeah, well, we've got an interesting little article here on one of those um, X things will be delivered in the billions by some time in the future kind of articles. And this yes. is uh, the fact that connected TV shipments to exceed 138 million in 2015. Uh, now, I mean, we, we know all these things are all someone kind of sitting around in a table with a bunch of people going, hmm, what do you reckon? Uh, 2015, what do you reckon? How many connected devices do you think there are? And not to say they're not mm. uninformed, um, but, uh, you know, just uh, at least even seeing the difference between 2009, 2010, the number of devices yeah. that are connected to the internet. I mean, my TV and my latest TV is wirelessly connected to the internet already. It does everything on the internet. I can watch 3D movies, streaming, just with yep. my TV, no other devices required. So, James, uh, do you think do you think connected devices are really going to take off by 2015, 138 million, that's, that's quite a few. I think, con- I think connected devices, I'm not so sure about connected TVs. Um, uh, okay, fair enough. I mean, there's, connect- there's the ability to connect TVs, and then are they connected? I think they're uh-huh. sort of maybe separate, uh, separate things. I don't know how yep. many people will... I mean, often, most people, I imagine, when they're buying a TV, will want the latest and greatest. Mm-hmm. Whether they actually use it um, mm-hmm. is, is, uh, is an issue. Um, so I don't know do you do you use your connected TV other than just having a go with it to see what yeah, it can do I watch, or do you actually uh, watch, rely on your external boxes I watch YouTube videos on it and I watch um, 3D content on it and, and you can download applications and all sorts of stuff it's actually it's actually quite mm. cool um, so yeah. and it's very soon in, the, in Europe at least you'll be able to actually download uh, sorry watch streaming movies on it as well I can do love film on it. Uh, you know, its its capabilities are actually mm. quite substantial. Well, I did hear there was a rumour that Netflix, as well as breaking out into Latin America, has uh, got its sights set on the UK as well. Ooh, that'll be interesting. So maybe that'll be coming Well, nice to have some competition with love film, because, um, uh, yeah, mm. it's all good. Um, well, all competition is good. I mean, uh, absolutely. Although Netflix are still having their growing pains. I mean, I've, they still seem to be having a few... Mm. I was trying to. I'm a halfway through a series here, and suddenly the series disappears, or the yeah. you know series yeah. four has gone, but you can still right. get series one. And where's it gone? You know? yeah. Is and it a rights wall they've hit? And, and the challenge for me now is having a shiny new HD TV. All the love film streaming content is SD, seriously yeah. SD. And you know, yeah. once you've seen Blu-ray and seen the beauty of it, then going to SD and all the crunchy pixels is like, yeah, well, it kind of works, but you know, we're kind of over that now. So, <laughs> but YouTube yet? YouTube, you're happy with? The YouTube HD actually looks pretty nice. It, it mm. looks great. So, uh, and there's, uh, is it Vimeo? Vimeo, V-I-M-E-O. Uh, oh, Vimeo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which has HD content as well. And it looks crisp as it's, it's very nice streamed. It's, it's great. So, I, I mean, I can't argue with that. And also it's, yeah, and also it's your single source for 3D, I guess, unless you're popping in those Blu-rays. Yeah, so, I mean, and, uh, and <laughs> to be fair, the big, the big problem with uh, 3D content on, my TV is getting any 3D content whatsoever, so I'm still waiting for <laughs> What about gaming? Have you got some 3D games? Yeah, so I've got some 3D games. They look all right. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm... You look like Joe 90 playing them with the glasses on. Well, you, yeah, I mean, the, I think I have one 3D game. I think, and, and you can get some... Well, you could get Call some... Call of Duty Black Ops or something. Yeah, yeah it's a Black Ops one mm. thing I've got. The, the, you can get some 3D content on the actual... Uh, PlayStation Store, but you know, I kind of gave up on that once the whole PlayStation hack thing happened, and then I died. Yeah, it, so. yeah. Uh, more, more, more research to be done there. 
Um, anyway, we digress somewhat. Um, we do. Right. Yeah. iPhone users iPhone users spend about fifteen hours a month playing games. Well, can you believe it? Like that's a fair amount of time. I mean, that's got to be sucking time out of watching TV, doesn't it? Because uh, uh, they can be. Well, watching. unless it's unless it's mobile time where people don't well, have don't have TV. It doesn't say where they are. So, uh, um, but they're yeah, spending pretty, that time. Uh, so I guess they're on a train or a tram or uh, while they're driving and yeah. they're watching. Uh, they're playing Angry Birds and everything else. Yeah, well, someone is. Um, uh, that's a fair amount of sure. time if you can, uh, you know, clearly where, I mean, and we, we know, James, that everyone's doing more things at once as it is. Uh, people can be mm. watching TV and playing mobile games at the same time as well as traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're seeing the... Uh, I guess it's not, is it, I mean, you break that down, how much is that spot, half an hour a day? Uh, no, that's like, uh, well, yeah, half an hour a day. Yeah, half yeah, an hour a day. Slightly less, slightly less than half an hour a day, which yeah. if the average time of commuting is 20 minutes or something. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like commute time, doesn't it? Unreasonable, or lunchtime, or mm. whatever. So I don't think that's particularly um, big. I'd be interesting to see if there was a comparison Pretty between regular, iPhone though. users and, and Android users. Yeah. I'd, um, I'd, I'd probably say that... I'd probably hazard a guess that the iPhone would be... No, yeah, it does, in fact, the article does say Android owners only spent 9.3 hours. Oh, there you go. <laughs> There's our answer for us. We actually read the article. And the average, <laughs> the average across all platforms is 7.8. We should read our notes, really. Um, so I guess that probably comes down to the fact there are more apps available. More apps, more, more games. games. Probably better quality. I think that's yeah, generally acknowledged yeah. the, the apps on uh, the iPhone. Yeah, um, pretty awesome. Quality. Very interesting. Um, right. And meanwhile in Canada... Yeah, so I'm just interested here that Canada's first LTE network has gone live. This is Rogers who've uh, mm-hmm. uh, shoved up some new towers to do the LTE long-term evolution. Uh, I used to think it's yep. for L light as in as in light as in as in not very good, but um, it's yeah. actually the next generation of mobile and the uh, and the coolly named LTE rocket stick, <laughs> um, yeah, which so is the USB which stick. is the device you need to USB key thingy. Mm-hmm. Now, um, these speeds, James, seriously, if if the theoretical speed is 75 megabits per second and typical download speeds can range from 12 to 25, why do you need yeah. cable or ADSL anymore? I mean, isn't this job done? Why ditch these cables? It's all over, surely. Yeah, it must be ideal for kind of Canada where I guess the population is very dense in most places and non-existent in other places. But up mm. to 150 megabits theoretical is awesome. Um, Jeez, that, I mean, that's fantastic. I mean, that's better than yeah, but, that, v- but that's if you BHL. have but that's, BHL. But yeah, it is. But that's if you have your own node. You know, nobody else is using. <laughs> now, yeah, f- to be fair, it's got to be shared, right? But then, you know, uh, at the moment, UPC are rolling out 100 megabit connections here in uh, in sunny Dublin. Not quite to, yeah. to me just yet, uh, but they're coming in September, and they'll be able to do 100 megabits shared as well, right? So this is shared on a cable. Um, yeah, but and in NCTA, they that's demonstrated great. what gigabit. Over, I guess it was, um, they call it where they get their Doxis 3 and they gang it mm-hmm. up. So you get uh, the full gigabit to the home. Um, so I think, you know, there's a bit of life left in the cables yet. Probably but, true. Um, but still, that's a very nice speed, James. I'd be very happy to be running yeah. around with, with 25 minutes. No, I mean, minutes. all nice. props to them. I'd go for that as well. Give it a try. Mm, I'm not quite, again, then it comes down to what are you going to do with all this amazing bandwidth other than if it's quicker for you to download Yep, get to, your, get to your band with cap and um, you're done and then you're paying 12 cents a megabyte and you're in trouble. <laughs> and, of, <laughs> and of course, there are bandwidth caps in in, um, in Canada. They're not, mm. they're not a buffet. So mm. um, meanwhile, on the, I guess, the, the App Store stuff, um, Apple's App Store, 15 billion downloads. 15 billion, that's, that's your effort. A lot. 
About uh, a billion a month, right? That's yep, a billion downloads to a billion, a month. A billion months, which is quite incredible considering, I mean, they took a while to get to a billion in the first place. Now they're cranking it out. Yeah. Um, most of it is kind of almost part of my life now. I do kind of have a browse on the on the old iPad to see what's top, mm, what's hot. Mm. And all, you know, that's good. Um, they're the number you know, one retailer, retailer, music retailer in the world now. They've sold 130 million books. Um, wow. They've got 225 million accounts. And they've handed out $2.5 billion worth of uh, change to developers. developers. Yeah. Uh, so the, the books, I don't, I don't know who buys books on the app store because they're last time I looked, they were really expensive. They are really expensive. Kindle or crazy, um, which is a shame because I'm, you know, I'm hoping when the new iPad comes out with the better screen that, mm. uh, you know, I can do some nice book reading, but they're so expensive compared to, I mean, even the audio books are really expensive on. Yeah. I uh, mean, and they are just audible books. So I guess it's because yeah. Amazon's holding out, I guess. Um, mm. Weird. Right. Um, Very good. And, and there's gaming. Uh, so another article, James, on mobile gaming. So we're... Yeah. Uh, Will surpass current consoles. I think it already has, surely. I mean, well, I, th- I think consoles are still pretty strong, but, uh, you know, I, I mean... It depends how you... It's a stat thing, right? Because if we look at our previous thing, if it's, what, 7.3 hours on the average mm. smartphone is used to play games, well, there's far more smartphones than consoles. So That's very true. So purely from um, a numbers get, perspective, that's got to be true, I expect. But, uh, you know, the console gaming, you know, when you're playing one of those console games, typically 40 to 80 hours worth of time you've got to put into a particular yes. game. And that's, that's still a fair amount of time. Um, and also, is it, is it like a drug dealer thing that if you've played on a mobile, you want a console? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. So but I think, I mean, it's a very different gaming, you know, style. I mean, you, you've got rich, in-depth, role-playing character, story type stuff in in console games yeah. and uh, you know, we, we know the iPhone, the iPad, iPhone, iPhone apps are all pick up, put down puzzly kind of games, the popular ones really. There's, uh, uh, well, I mean, there are still shoot. I mean, I downloaded sadly enough um, over the 4th of July holiday here, EA had a big blowout sale. So mm-hmm. I picked up a couple of games like the, um, I guess the, the is it, is there such thing as a gamvert or something, a game advert, which is the, you know, the game that comes along with Transformers, for instance, uh-huh. Transformers 2. Uh, and that's more of a, third person shooter I suppose where you, you know, yeah. wander around and get power ups and stuff um, so I had a little, little you know, 99 cents had a little play on it um, probably mm-hmm. did my 20 minutes a day or whatever it is um, I'm not sure I'll play it again <laughs> well that's the um, thing it's, it's very much kind of you pay you pay a buck and then you then if you don't ever play it again yeah. then it's probably okay no but um, I think that the main thing is you know the technology is improving so all these platforms are getting pretty good um, Very true. And, and the processing and, power now is you know, quite amazing. I remember at, at GDC earlier in the year, there was a big thing about you know the Wii had really kind of opened up the world of gaming to, mm. from toddlers to, to mm. seniors, mm. and so everyone is everyone Everyone's is playing gamer, games. Yeah. And the fact is, yeah, everyone's a gamer, mm. um, and most people have got a, a phone, increasingly you know, smarter phones which can play games. Mm. So logically, if everyone's a gamer, they're going to play games there. Um, Yep. And some, I'm sure there'll be a halo effect. Some will go on to consoles. Um, mm. There's, a, there's a, an article here this uh, in the show notes saying, you know, what about on live and streaming gaming? You know, I'm sure maybe it'll be a big enough niche for those guys to survive. Um, yeah. There'll be, you know, some, some, some part of those gamers will want to do that. Um, and there'll be the bandwidth from LTE to let them do it. Um, True. But, and there will be the hardcore guys. There'll be, you know, there are professional gamers already who mm. eat. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a massive industry. Um, it's huge. I think um, there are some other stats floating around in the blogosphere about mm-hmm. 
like fifty billion dollars scheduled for next year to be spent on ga- the games industry. Wow! So it's huge. Very, very big, very big. Um, so James, just concluding now in our other category because um, yes, uh, you know we we've talked about three D printing in the past, but uh, these guys have really uh, I think they've they've proven the worth of three D printing. You know, creating objects out of nothing uh, by creating a three D printer that uses chocolate. Because uh, you know you want to be able to create mm. 3D chocolate, and this is a British government things. kind of sponsored thing, is it? <laughs> not quite, uh, uh, well, anything that's a leading scientist. So, um, yeah, it's I the don't University quite of Exeter actually. So they've their researchers that oh, have. Right, okay. <laughs> I mean, may, maybe they have a legitimate kind of use case of well, you know, using ABS plastic is really quite expensive. So what we're going to try and do is do you know use chocolate instead, but. Um, uh, mm. so, so the way these devices work is they heat up something like plastic, or in this case, chocolate squirt it out of a little um, a, a nozzle, nozzle. Uh, yeah. that's, that yeah. you can position in 3D space and then basically build up layers of uh, chocolate or yeah. plastic or whatever. I and mean, create it's not a particularly a high resolution object. printer, but hey, it's chocolate. That's the, it uh, is. So, you know, it's okay. You can eat it. It's not too, not too bad. Mm. Um, so they're, you know, creating 3D shapes. You can make your own um, objects that you can design out of chocolate. So mm. um, they say getting the printing process right involves careful control of key parameters such as temperature, which yep, I'd yes. probably <laughs> say that's definitely true. Um, well, so I'm sure that's the same for the plastic as well. I mean, chocolate, I suppose, I don't know if someone will probably say I'm wrong, but it, it's kind of like a plastic material chocolate, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Uh, you know, it melts and then it reforms a solid as it raises, uh, cools in temperature. So yeah, it's exactly the, same, exactly the same principle. Um, mm, so tastier. interesting, obviously it's chocolate. So it's hugely appealing said Joanna Grant from the UK online gift retailer, findmeagift.co.uk. <laughs> no plug intended. Um, yeah. Go. And I think, you know, it's pretty, I'm sure someone says, well, you know, they just got the news scoop here, but it's pretty easy to do like the rep wrap stuff where you can mm. make your own, mm. um, I mean, they tend to use like, 3d objects these days. Yeah. They use kind of nylon or something, mm. um, but I was surprised actually in my tech shop thing, there was no 3d printer. There's 3D scanners and stuff like that. But mm. you could be the idea is you make stuff, capture it into CAD and then deconstruct okay. it and make it make it for real, not a cool. kind of facsimile. Very cool. Yeah. Interesting, interesting glimpse of the future there. So James, that kind of wraps us up for this particular Indeed. episode. Yes, so uh, listen again, look at the notes, uh, send us your feedback at feedback at on the couch podcast.com. We'd love mm. to hear from you. And it's goodbye from me, James. And goodbye from me and cheers. Bye. This episode of On The Couch Podcast is brought to you by EmbeddedAdventures.com, your source for embedded kits and things to play with. 